0: Hafa day and welcome to another episode of A Fistful of Talent. I'm your host, Jonah Guncharfris. Thanks so much for tuning in. And um, I have a awesome guest for this episode. Um, we go way back, so far back that we don't really remember exactly when we first met. But we're, we're definitely going to to say it was classes that we took at UOG together a long time ago. But I have with me the guitarist for 56 Hope, Brian Cruz, Hafede.
1: Hafede, Joan. Thank you for having me here.
0: Well, thanks for coming in. You know, I didn't even know you were on Island. I know you're at the end of your trip. You're, It was a, um, a long, I guess, awaited trip. But you said that it's been, what, 10 years? Yeah, it's
1: been 10 years since my last my, my last trip home, 2009. Um, I was here for a wedding and, yeah, 10 years, that's way too long.
0: I mean, what took you so long? <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, it was just uh, timing. Uh, t- timing is everything, you know, and um, uh, like my, my girlfriend would come visit her family. Um, and I would stay back and kind of, you know, we have dogs, we have the, ha- you know, we have the, we have the condo. So I have to house it and do all, you know, those things. But, um, but yeah, it definitely took me a long time. And I told myself this time around, like, um, I'm not going to wait that long in between trips anymore. Yeah,
0: because so it's,
1: it's been good. It's been great being home.
0: So how days. long were you here?
1: Um, so I came in on the twelfth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty much two weeks, exactly two weeks. Cause, cause I leave tomorrow. Oh.
0: How much has has it changed since you've been last been here?
1: You know, um, I, I I was talking to friends and family, and uh, I I was telling them like, you know. The island to me is still the island. The only thing is just new businesses. Mm-hmm. That that's really what I've noticed. Um new new buildings popping up, but everything is like it's home, you know? So it's been that's why I think it's been a great um a great trip for me because it's like oh this is this is awesome, you know? <laughs>
0: You know, I do, I tend to do research whenever there's guests that come in, and mm-hmm. and it's uh, usually through what I find on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram and, and what I know about you. So, like cruising through your Instagram page, and I know that you enjoy music. Yes. Of course. Um, craft beer. Mm-hmm. beer, Yes. And coffee.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, you notice that there's actually a couple, you know, breweries now mm-hmm. on yeah. it. And do you, I mean, is that something that, was it exciting, I guess, to see on the island?
1: It was. Um, so we, we did stop by. Uh, we, I stopped by Carabao Brewing um, in Agania and the Guam the mm-hmm. uh, the Guam Brewing Company down in, in Tumon. Um, so, yeah, it, it's exciting. You know, I think um, from from that perspective of, of being a fan of craft beer, it, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's only going to get better, um, especially if there's already kind of, you know, multiple establishments come coming up, um, so they all they can do is just continue to push themselves and elevate it, themselves, inspire others to do the same thing. So yeah, it's, it was it was really cool to see that um, coming up.
0: Because you're you're, you're based out of San Diego now, right? Yes,
1: correct. Uh And
0: you've been there since you left uh, Um, Guam?
1: So our UOG days in Mm -hmm. 97, um, I think that Christmas in 97, I went. I actually left to Virginia for a few months to stay with family. I only lasted out there for three months. And then I was (laughs) like, I need to go, you know? And um, so I called my mom, and uh, I was like, Mom, hey, I, I... can I come back home? Because I don't, I don't think I like this, right? <laughs> and he's like, "Are you sure?" And then uh, right before, right before that, um, Nick Tenorio, you you yes. know Nick Tenorio, um, he was living in Portland at the time, and he, you know, I was talking to him, and he was like, "Hey, if you want to come to Portland, I have a, I have a space in, this, in a garage that I'm living in, and <laughs> you can be my roommate, this and that." So I floated that idea by my mom; she was all for it. So I actually went to Oregon, and I stayed there. Went to school there, um, spent a few years there, came back to Guam for about a year and a half, I wanna say, my memory's not that good for the years, but I wanna say between 2000 and 2001, mm-hmm. and then I went back to finish school in Oregon, and then in 04 when I finished school, that's when I moved to San Diego, yeah. And so it was, you know, um, you, you speak of the craft beer, and. Um, that's kind of where I got into it mainly was when I was living in Oregon, because mm-hmm. during that time, that was kind of the mecca of craft beer. Like they had the yeah. most microbreweries per capita, I believe at the time. Um, so then when I moved down to San Diego, it was a, kind of a nice transition because it took about a few years. And I want to say around like 08, maybe 08, mm-hmm. That's kind of when the craft beer scene in San Diego was just like booming. And it continues to, to be um, a big force in the craft beer industry. So.
0: And so I guess, um, what do you currently? I guess what do you currently do out in San Diego? So
1: I work in a healthcare administration mm-hmm. for Kaiser Permanente. Um, actually, I've been there since 06. So yeah, I've definitely, you know, I've, I've been with the company a long time. Um, so that's I'm still in healthcare administration out there. Nice. Yeah.
0: And I know the thing about um, Fifty Six Hope is that. I know, like, the, the band members, you know, you, you have jobs, you have family. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what, you know, what uh, keeps you guys, you know, able to keep, you know, when you guys finally meet and mm-hmm. you guys rehearse and you guys gig and everything, I guess what, do you guys skip a, do you guys miss a beat? Do you, do you guys just, when you come together, it just, it just all meshes together?
1: Yeah, I think um, it's it's one, it's one of those, um. Relationships, musical relationships that uh, we don't have to always be around each other, mm-hmm. or don't have to like constantly be playing music together. Um, when we, when Ricky does come back into town, um, you know, and we all get together and start playing, it's like, it's just it clicks, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was um, the biggest thing for me back in what I believe Eric and I s- started playing music together in 05, I want to say but um the chemistry was really big um and i and i think for the most part i think bands in general i mean that's what they they look for you know you can have all the talented people like the most elevated in in what they do but if there's really no No, chemistry chemistry,
0: you can hear it you can sense it you
1: can sense it and um the good thing about 56 hope is you know um we're all from guam Mm -hmm. you know and uh so our Guam humor, it, it makes its way into practices and we, we mess around, joke around a lot. Um, and I think that's what also kind of helps it um, feel like we don't skip a beat, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So when did you, I guess, when did you and Eric, because it was you and Eric that founded mm-hmm. uh, the band, when did exactly it, it, it happen?
1: So when I moved, so as I as I mentioned, I moved to San Diego in '04, um, but it was in like I want to say later '04. Um, So really in 2005, I kind of started networking with like you know mutual friends Mm -hmm. um, at the time, and uh, we and the thing is, Eric and I went to high school together. Mm -hmm. We graduated, we graduated FD ninety seven, but we didn't hang out, you know, in high school. Um, I knew he played music. He knew I played music, um, played guitar at the time, and. yeah, it, it was 2005. We had mutual friends. They invited, I was invited to one, you know, a barbecue. He was there, and um, he's just, you know, he says, "Hey, um, I, I know you play guitar. Like, mm-hmm. come, come and just jam. You know, it was yeah. just going bar- barbecue jam session type. And uh, we just started playing and. Man, that, that just led to to another thing and be like, um, hey, what's your phone number? Let's get together. Eric was telling me, um, you know, he writes original music. Mm-hmm. And that was always a big thing for me, like playing music, playing guitar was uh, uh, original music. I wanted to write, you know, my own music, or I wanted to contribute, um, you know, the creativity as, you know, part of, of playing uh, guitar. Um, so when I heard that somebody I knew from high school out in San Diego doing that, I was like, oh, I, I gotta get on board with this, you know. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, sure enough, it was. We meet up the following weekend, and then just kind of just snowballs from there. Uh, he just. You know Eric had a bunch of uh, original material just in his back pocket and um so you know I was uh, I was grateful, uh, I was fortunate enough to uh to have him uh, you know want me to play on those tracks you know so it was it was really cool
0: Because you know the thing about Eric's songs are that they're catchy,
1: yes, yes. once you hear
0: it it kind of just sticks in your head and and the, the, even the beat like I remember mm-hmm. when one fire came out yeah. oh my gosh that like song was just forever stuck in my head and mm-hmm. then and it's, and it and it it takes you back to those days where like those barbecue jam mm-hmm. sessions, like you're you're mentioning. It's it's like the strolling type songs and and things like that. And I think that's why, like the island, really gravitated yeah, towards that's it. That's awesome. So I guess how did the other members come into the picture?
1: So when Eric and I were doing that, you know, and, and the thing is, it was. The intent of of what Eric and I were doing was never to form a band. Mm-hmm. It was just for us. <laughs> it was really just an outlet for us to kind of put down what we had in our minds, um, you know, what we had in our back pockets, record it, and just pass it around to family and friends. <laughs> out, you know, and and that was that was truly like what we were doing. Um, but of course, uh, you know, when one fire kind of got wind and um, what, bubbles kind of yeah. caught wind as well. Um, We started getting asked, you know, in San Diego, like, hey, come and jam, you know, come come and play. You wanna do this, you wanna do that. And it was just always an interesting conversation because it was just Eric and I, we didn't have a band. Um, and then one of the local groups that we were um, back in 0506 that we would always go and see was um, Hank Salahi's band. Trade routes back then, uh, they they would always play. Um, they would always play one of the bars that a lot of the Guam locals would hang out with mm-hmm. or hang out at. Um, so we would always be there, watch them play. Um, and at the during there, there was a moment where um, Francis Ogo, our bass player, um, was helping um s- sitting in with uh with Hanks band and uh you know he came up to Eric and I and he's like hey man we should like start like a band you know and then, like <laughs> do this so we can play some gigs and you know again Eric and I were like okay cool like um just let me know you know one of those <laughs> things that it wasn't something that we were um that that we were taking like we we're, we're going to do this 100% you know um but eventually uh we we linked up with Francis and then um we linked up uh, with one of the, the, the drummers that they had um, that, they, that would always just play in their band. So he would just fill in for drums with us. Um, and then um, Kiki was a keyboard player, so he would help us on that. And I believe, you know, Kiki's been around. He played with a bunch of band, Travel Theory and all those guys out there. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, so we kind of leaned on that network of musicians mm-hmm. to help kind of for, yeah, start, form the band. The, the, the band aspect of 56 Hope. Um, and then Ricky kind of came back, came into the picture because um, he moved closer to us. I, I, he was in San Diego, I think, um, for, for a short, short amount of time. And at that time, it was like you know the thing about Ricky is you know he's like full throttle that guy right (laughs) like you know he doesn't want to if he's going to do something he's going to go all all yeah exactly um so when he came on board um you know he really was the uh the push for Eric and I um and Francis to let's do this let's let's record um you know more songs let's put an album out and that was kind of that was a product of the the good fortunes album in '07, and um and then so we still didn't have a drummer mm-hmm. right like we were still drummerless like and again this is kind of um uh, w- kind of going back to what I was saying earlier like it was important for me and Eric that everybody was from Guam yeah. and uh, so that's where Robson Augustine came came into play because um, he was living out there he was part of Francis's uh, metal band uh, Man Minus <laughs> Label who were originally from Guam but they were called cl- uh, Cluster Funk on Guam um, back in the 90s so um, yeah so you know we were able to kind of bring him on board and right there it it made us five guys from guam you know and and it was it was it was great and like i mentioned you know just it it becomes more just like a fun session of playing music (laughs) when you have all guam people playing because we get to joke about things that we're familiar with so nice
0: and then like you're mentioning uh good fortune came out uh 2007 yeah and, and I remember like the the radio the airplay mm-hmm. that that album was getting and and still to this day you know we hear it um, you know on, on on a lot of the stations and you know we here at i ninety four still play it um, when we interview you know there's a lot of bands here on, mm-hmm. you know four oh, p John yeah. Dank Show and and does it kind of like you know you see like these these up and coming and then they're doing original music yes, too. yes yes is that something that like makes you feel like good
1: no it does it does um and you know i think um <clears throat> excuse me the back then you know i think i i think a, a lot of um At least what what we were kind of around and surrounded with uh, during kind of our generation growing up on Guam was, you know, there was original music, but I don't think it was really, like, promoted hard, you know? Um, A lot of people want to hear hits, right, when they go out to bars and clubs, lounges, whatever. Like, they want to hear the hits, right? But um, so writing original music was was risky, I think. You know, in my opinion, it was risky back then. Um, Just because, like, well, you're playing something no one's really (laughs) ever heard. Like, are they going to – are they going to – be open to it, Mm -hmm. you know, what is that, right, so, um, you know, so, during that time with Eric in the, in between 05 and 08, like, it was, he was really putting himself out there, you know, and, and, and that was great, it was his own lyrics, his own words, his own, you know, he was doing it on his own, um, so fast forward a few years, like, now it's 2012, or 2012, 2013, and then I hear, you know, four-piece band, and I was like, whoa, right, Mm -hmm. what, like, this is, this is, Killer like, killer sounds and everything. Right, I was like, wow, okay, th- this is nice. Um, and then of course John Dank Show and there's so much. Um, now this generation of bands and, and musicians is, uh, yeah, this is this is amazing. It's an amazing time to be doing music on Guam, um, mm-hmm. being from Guam and being proud that. Um, you know what? We can write our own original music. You know, it's it's okay. You know, we don't have to cover uh, music from Hawaii or you know things like this. It's we we can do our own our own stuff here. And there's so many bands. Like I wanted to this trip, I was really hoping to kind of go, go out. out and see like bands. And luckily, I saw Four Piece at uh, we went to Applebee's and they were playing. Uh, we saw John Dank at um, at Sidelines one night. Um, so yeah, like there was still like. And there's, I know there's a lot more that I'm just not aware of yet, mm-hmm. um, or I haven't been, you know, introduced in terms of here's their music. Um, but yeah, I just continue doing it, Guam. I mean, that's that's it's great to see that. From uh, you know the perspective of being off island, you know, so.
0: Because I had um, and we were talking about it. I had um, last month Edgar Flores mm-hmm. from from DUB yes. on uh, on the show, and he was mentioning too. Like a, it was a certain time. Um, and this, the scene, the music scene was you played what got people into yeah. to the, the clubs mm-hmm. or the venues, yeah. and a lot of the time it was, you know, top 40, um, requests, and then he mm-hmm. goes, DUB had, I guess, like, some original songs, and they had a particular song, so every, like, they would slip it into, like, in between, like, their sets, and then people started to say, oh, who sings would, that yeah. song? And he goes, oh, well, we wrote it, you yeah. know, so <laughs> yeah. it was... It was, it's, you know, and I guess there was that fear where, you know, you play it, you play an original and then it would like either clear the dance floor yeah. or people are like, you yeah. know, tuning out. Yeah. Um, But they yeah, totally now, like you see so much talent and now they're touring stateside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and even like metal yes. um, touring in Japan, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I've seen what,
1: what Matala was out there. Um, Surrendered Surrender thief. thief, you know, so... Yeah, and I think that like, that that's what's good. It's just not reggae music mm-hmm. being done now, and with this generation, it's it's you're getting wide ranges of metal, alternative, kind of acoustic yeah. style music, you know. Um, and it, it's, it's 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 yeah, it's great to see um, from from San Diego. I'm always on YouTube, like checking <laughs> out checking out the the you know the local bands and uh, hoping they have like social media pages or what, but. <laughs> That, that's, what, that's what we do when we hang out in, in San Diego. It's like, hey, we watch YouTube of local Guam bands. So <laughs> it's pretty awesome.
0: So, of course, you know, adulthood happens. Yeah. And we have to, you know, do things to obviously pay the bills and everything. How did um, the beach come about?
1: Um, so, Eric was visiting family um, here again. I, I want to say it was maybe 2015, 2016, um, and him and his wife and the kids were at the beach. And, yeah, he just kind of inspired, you know. I think it was just one of those things like um, when a certain... Um, Scenario happens. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of clicks in his head, in his heart that oh, you know what? I I think I have something, and um, sure enough, he I I think he recorded it on his little microphone on his phone, <laughs> just kind of like the idea. Um, while he was still here, he came back to San Diego and uh and he was like, boys, come check this out, and and we just continued to kind of grow that song to what was released in December. Um, but yeah, it was definitely it was it was an inspiration from. From uh, an experience that he had um, at the beach on Guam, so,
0: and it was a full, I guess you could say a, tri- a Guam a Guam production because yes. aside from like the band, yeah, I was believe it was uh, Koch Diaz. Koch
1: at- and are yeah. were, were doing the video and the audio for that. Um, Nate Titano mm-hmm. came in and um, you know he drummed. He was the one who actually laid the drum tracks for us, and we we did the recording at, at his home studio um, in. LA area um, so yeah it was it was it was great I mean the only the only things that weren't Guam were um, the horn section mm-hmm. you know but that, that those are close friends with Nate um, that he they, they were um, gracious enough to come in and, and lend some some horn sounds to for that song but yeah I, that, again yeah you know Guam it's that's just, that's a central theme I think for a lot of us out there is We have to get um, Guam people involved, and they have to be a part of it. It's it's important for us um, that that's the route it takes, you know.
0: And and, you know, with all of you, um, you know, doing things and everything, do you find time to gig? I I, I mean, I know that there was one. um, I think it was a Three Chiefs yes uh, event. um, Do you find time to still gig?
1: So we do find time to gig when, when especially when Ricky was still in San Diego. Um, he, you know, we we thought it was important for us to just still play in front of people mm-hmm. live. You know, um, given it, it, it was a, it was in a, in a small scale. Um, it was at Guahun Guahan Grill um, in San Diego. You know, they they we love them. They always open their door whenever we have um free time to gig so it's not like you know <laughs> so yeah i always message Kalski and at gohan grill and i'm like hey we're free on this weekend you know <laughs> so it's kind of like they're really um they really kind of like are open to whenever you guys are free let us know as long as there isn't a double booking that night then you're good to go you know um so yeah we're we're fortunate that they uh that they're they're kind enough to let us do that. So whenever we have the time, because you know when Eric's out of town for work mm-hmm. or this and that, um, so yeah, whenever we're able to just all be together at one time, like let's go play. Then I'll I'll go hit up Go Hunger. and it's just it's just a restaurant setting, you know. It's just din- dinner style, but
0: chill,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's chill, but it turns into a good time though, like you know, because we don't play often, like our friends and the family. Like we put the word out, and <laughs> one it, night only, yeah, yeah kind <laughs> of like that, you know. It's kind of like come on, you know, because we don't. It may be two months before they play in front of people again, so yeah, it it always turns out to be a good time.
0: And one thing that I. Th- that really sticks out um, with you and especially those in San Diego is that you guys have such a close-knit you know friendships and and that you have built I guess you know surrounding yourself one of the things that we always like to talk about on the podcast is like surrounding yourself with like-minded people yes Um, yes you all love music yes you love playing music at the same time too you know you 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 take care of you know your priorities and obligations Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then but when you guys come together it's like magic yeah like nothing you know it's like you you haven't been apart
1: correct yeah and and, you know i think that's like i mean even with uh you know friends that you don't see it's Mm -hmm. the same thing right you 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 always hear that saying man it's like it was just yesterday (laughs) right i haven't seen you in 15 years but well we just picked up like we were just hanging out at casa 15 years ago right um so yeah it's 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 that same thing you know and and the like-mindedness of all of us you know is you know we just want to share, mm-hmm. you know. We want to create. We want to share, um, and again, it, it all comes back to Ricky being that force, you know. Ricky, <laughs> Ricky's a force, and he wants to get in there and and make sure that, you know, Eric and I are not just chilling and wanting yeah. to kick back, you know, because that's really our our vibe is. We just want to like hang out, you know, and just <laughs> kind of do this for fun. But no, yeah, we uh, we're glad. And to have Ricky with us—that uh, is that that pushing force for us.
0: Because I think it wasn't until Fifty Six Hope came out that I realized that Ricky could play the keyboard.
1: Oh wow! Yeah.
0: I was like, what? Yeah. Where but- was this during high school? And you know, and I guess it was because you know he was too busy being the class clown. huh. But it was so surprising. Yeah. Uh, to me, and um, and then you know, then to then to hear the actual mm-hmm. you know the band itself.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. It was such a treat to see um, when Eric came back that one time and they performed live. Global right. Friday. I would think it was him and uh, him,
1: Francis and Rob yeah. were were the ones, and then Shabi helped out, I believe, on the keys. And then, um, Forget the the sax player guy um, from Kofu. Yes, 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 yes.
0: And and it was like you were sitting there, like in the back, in the, in a backyard, listening to a jam session. Yeah. And you when you're seeing like Eric warm up mm-hmm. like he's in the zone kind yeah. of thing. and like he you know he would play a couple and then he, he'd like no because you know like it was for him it was you know it was even though it was just live local friday yeah it's he took it seriously It wasn't Correct. like you know messing around yeah. and, and everything
1: and that yeah he it's uh you know we joke around a lot but uh, we we don't want to um provide a mm-hmm the music at 50 percent you know yeah we do want to we may have laughs and jokes but when we want to play and and when we're playing in front of people we definitely give it our 100 you know more than 100 percent just to because you know it's kind of like you you guys are taking your time out to putting a few minutes aside to listen to us like you know yeah we respect that we want to make sure that we're providing the best that that we can provide
0: I'm sure people are wondering where exactly the the band name came from.
1: Um yeah, so that's all Eric. Um <laughs> he, he Bob he was a he's a huge Bob Marley fan. Um and uh Bob that 56 Hope Road was Bob Marley's address in in Jamaica. So uh he just dropped the road and it became 56. So yeah, 56 Hope. So that's that's the reason why it was kind of like his tribute to Bob, you know, and and to reggae, uh, in a sense, um, it really ins- it, it inspired Eric. Um, yeah, Eric's knowledge on Bob Marley is mind blowing. Like I'm like, man, you're playing. He's making me listen to stuff that is just it's so obscure, you know. And it's like, wow. Um, so yeah, luckily for him, I you know I I got turned on to Bob. You know, I knew who Bob Marley was, but I wasn't a huge Bob Marley fan until I met Eric. Then I was like, okay.
0: And this. you can hear the and you can hear the influence on, in in your music, mm-hmm. and and I think there's such a, um, because I see like the the stuff that you post on your page where I think you just went to did you recently attend a yes Lissett yes concert? oh
1: man <laughs> my favorite from the 90s my favorite female artist from the 90s so yeah it was great to to, to see her but yeah. The if, if if you're asking about influence mm-hmm. wise, yeah, it was it was it was a weird mesh because, um, I I didn't play reggae and like when I started playing music, you know, it was alternative. It was mm-hmm. that '90s alternative rock scene, right? Um, yeah. So, but what I was doing was, you know, um, I was doing a lot of like impro- improvising um, over. 90s music <laughs> songs, you know, like that's how we practice. That's how I practiced back in the day. Just play music and plug in the guitar and just play whatever I wanted to play over what was already playing, you know. Um, and it was that that improvising of like leads and and rhythm and fills um, that I brought to to Eric, you mm-hmm. know, and and that's what he appreciated. And thankfully, he kept me on board, <laughs> you know. Um, and yeah, because Eric that Eric and Ricky are the the reggae those are the reggae heads, right, um, in, in the band. Um, myself, Francis, and Rob were the, were the rockers in the band. You know? I, we're the rockers in the band. I saw
0: the pictures and I'm like, Rob had long hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yep. So, yeah, it <laughs> was... Really long hair. So, you know, and I think, I think it, it, it bodes well because, um, you know, a, another huge influence for Eric was Sublime. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sublime kind of had that reggae rock, you know, a uh, big-time reggae rock punk um so you know it, it it bode well for for eric because he was still kind of his foundation of writing music was reggae you know um and then like we were able to just kind of come in and just add a little bit of you know rock flavor um to it uh, and that's why it's funny like i i like to distort the guitar <laughs> a lot of it you know and they'll be like okay um Maybe we won't distort that one this time. Like, okay, okay, that's fine. That's I, yeah, just keep it clean. I'll, I'll compromise that, you know. Same with Rob when he was drumming back in the day, it was so funny. He said, Rob's a rock drummer, metal drummer, and like, you know, he's going at it on the, on the cymbals and, and the crash and the, all that. And we all just look at each other like, oh, I think that's a bit too Take noisy. It yeah, Take it back yeah. a little
0: bit, Ralph. Dial it back. Dial it back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it was it was it was a great uh, growing experience with the band because of that, you know. And then you know, we just kind of we all we all met at the same um, the the same place in terms of okay, we get it. This is the sound that we want, and we're that that's that's our sound right there. So yeah.
0: Because you, when you do hear, it, honestly, when you do hear a '56 Hope song, it, it there is that signature. There's that that you know that it's a fifty right six tune and wow. everything. You know, for and like we mentioned, there's a lot of of you know talented musicians here on Guam, mm-hmm. um, up and coming musicians, uh, and we we know that the music industry is is not an easy one. Mm-hmm. I guess. Do you have any kind of advice that you would give to them um, if they're really serious about getting into it and and because I would think that it'd be especially important to hear it from from someone from 56 Hope because they aren't always, they're together, but they're not always, always together. together.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think like from just, I mean, you have to take advantage of technology these mm-hmm. days, right? You, you can really self-produce. And record your own music right nowadays you can back then no it was really mm-hmm. it was kind of a process to do um and social media you know that's i mean it's, I, I was telling you what we do in san diego <laughs> when we want to watch our local the the guam bands play is we get on youtube you know and and acoustic attack and we're always watching all of that those good productions um so yeah it's just continue to push you know continue to write and continue to push the original music through social media i think is going to be that's where it's at i think mm-hmm. is the social media um you know the streaming platforms it, it gets you know there's there's pros and cons of course you know it's in terms of like get you know the the money aspect of it but um getting your music out there that's that's the key right you you want your music out there otherwise nobody's gonna hear it so yeah social media and you know like i said the technology nowadays you can produce something and make it sound incredible in your home, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, and I think, and you know, I know there's a bunch of, a bunch of boys on Guam that are, are doing that, you know, they, they made studios studios in, in, you know, in their house and, and yeah, so, you know, just network with those guys and, you know, hopefully the, the community is going to be kind enough to where they share their, their, their secrets and their kind of processes, you know, to kind of help move along Guam original music.
0: And how do you, what do you say to them to, to not get easily discouraged? Because there's going to be a lot of, yeah. Bumps, yeah, you know, in the road.
1: Um, so I always tell people. Um, so I studied music for college, mm-hmm. right? And um, one thing I learned quickly, and I think this is th- this can be said for most people, like th- who have played music or who are who are currently doing music, is don't take it personal. You know, it's criticisms, right? And you have to take those criticisms and just basically build off that. Um, don't, just because somebody's saying, eh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, fine. That one's not, but I'm going to, let, mm-hmm. let me see if I can tweak it mm-hmm. or just, okay, I'll put it to the side and do something else real quick. Yeah, don't let negativity, um, um, re- negative reactions kind of, you know, stop you from, from continuing to do it. Um, again, it's just. Thick skin. You know, I, I think uh, as a musician, uh, you kind of have to have it. Otherwise, uh, it's going to be... Otherwise, it will be tough. If you get... If you're real sensitive to to what people are bringing to the table in terms of what you're putting out there, yeah, it'll be tough. So thick skin. <laughs> Just take those criticisms and build on it, you know.
0: And constantly um, hone your craft.
1: Con- yeah, continue to practice. Um, and for me, I think it was... Uh, you know, like a lot of people don't. Uh, a lot of people think I just play reggae music, mm-hmm. but I mean, you see the things, some of the things I post. You know, like um, broaden your 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 musical, you know, your musical bandwidth. Like, you know, because the more that you can widen that range, then the more you can bring to what you're trying to write. You know, I don't know if that makes any sense. No,
0: but it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, I did not know <laughs> Alana's fan. I was like, wow, and and going through going through like your Instagram, you you kind of get you know, uh, it it just shows how white because it wasn't just Alana she posted. There were other musical things that you had posted in, yeah, yeah, and and it holds true, like you know it it makes you uh, a better, I guess, musician overall, too.
1: Well-rounded, I think, yeah. you know. I think that that's key. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's what, you know, um, in terms of like, extracurricular, yeah, you know, you do a lot of craft beer things yeah. and <laughs> and coffee things, but um, one of the things we just love to do is go watch music out, out there, you know. Um, and, yeah, it kind of it ranges, you know, from electro-pop to <laughs> old-school 90s stuff, but, yeah. It's it's fun. It's fun experiencing the experiencing music is, is has always been um, has always been good times.
0: And what do you say to those um, um, local bands and artists that you know when we ask them, um, you know, uh, what are some who are some of your musical influences and and a lot of the times fifty six hope wow. brought up. I guess hearing that, what is that? uh
1: It's, it's really like, uh, it's, it's just an honor, I think, you know, Um, as I said, it wasn't, it wasn't um, our intent to really put ourselves out there, you know, it was just kind of, it was for us, and, and it, it, it it reached its way back here, and um, yeah, to, to hear that, like, um, you know, Freddie would tell me when he was out in San Diego, and I was talking to him, uh, you know he was like man i listened to your album in high school and i was like wow that's that's it, it's really truly is an honor that like you know we get this younger generation that was that, that were able to listen to what we did back in 07 08 you know and and maybe it sparked you know like we can do this you know let's we can, we we, can, do, we, we can do it yeah. yeah it's okay you know and yeah so it's definitely uh, it's very um, like yeah, it does definitely hit our heart pretty good every time we, every time we hear that nice. yeah
0: and do you have any shout outs I know you split tomorrow morning early yeah. tomorrow morning yeah uh, do you have any shout outs you know since you I'm gonna say you, you said you said it I'm gonna and I'm gonna hold you to it it's it's not going to take 10 years to, Correct. to come back.
1: It's not. No. No, it's <laughs> definitely not. Um, yeah. It, it can't be. It can't be. It just can't be. After after this trip, it, I can't wait that long anymore. Yeah, I missed it. I missed it, and it was, it was great to be back home. Um, and I was able to meet up with... So, you know, of course, it, it, things have changed in mm-hmm. terms of you know they got they got jobs now. It's not like back in the day. It's <laughs> not like back in the day. days. <laughs> like, hey, I'm on I'm on island. Yeah. Um, let's let's go let's go do something. You know, no, I get it. You know, we're not in college anymore. Um, we all have our families and jobs, so I get it. But. Um, yeah, it, it was great to see, um, a bunch of my, my FD classmates came out, uh, the other night and it was good to see a lot of them cause I haven't seen them in forever. Some of them haven't even seen since graduation <laughs> night. So it was, it was pretty crazy, but yeah, that was fun.
0: And, you know, um, hopefully, you know, down the line sooner rather than later, 56 hope, you know comes back and they do oh, perform
1: yeah. yeah i think you know um that we we definitely want to do something where eric and i and ricky are able to plan something mm-hmm. to get our schedules aligned somehow where we can all be an island at the same time <laughs> you know because it, it was all piecemeal right because uh, eric came back one year and he did acoustic attack and it was just with him and francis came back another year Um, And then that's when they did the the Live Local Friday, Mm -hmm. right, with uh, Rob, Francis, and Eric, you know. Um, Ricky's come back, but without Eric. So it's kind (laughs) of like, uh, how can we just all get to Guam at the same time? So... I, we definitely want that um yeah and we're, we're we'll continue to game plan for it <laughs> and see if we can make it happen because i think that would be a pretty amazing experience for us to just be back home and again it won't be anything big you know like hey we're just home like let's go see if we can grab a gig somewhere you know and that'll be fun that'll be fun
0: i'm sure that's something that many people would be looking forward right to be uh listening out for in the near future um and i, yeah. and I know 56 hope you can find on facebook and instagram yes um and then if they want to take a look and and feel uh nostalgic they can take a look at some of the videos that are uploaded onto youtube yes
1: yes correct
0: but thank you so much brian for oh, coming don't in. no worries I, I, you know um, when you were like i leave friday i'm like okay well when can you come in before then <laughs> and it was today
1: like, hey i can make it happen today it was fine
0: and and you know I think it goes you said that it's been 10 years since you've been here and I think it's been longer since we've actually Correct. seen each other but yes. through the power of social media we keep in touch yes. and and I'm so glad that I was able to see you before you split awesome. and um, next time you're here we will have you back on on the podcast and okay. hopefully when more of the back oh yes this yes around.
1: yeah that'd be great thank you again Joe, for having this this is this was awesome thank you
0: and for for those that are listening make sure to head over to spotify or soundcloud subscribe so you can get alerts every time there's a new podcast um, that is posted until then adios